simply having a wonderful Christmas time. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to episode number 82 of the Daily Time Ticket. I think it's 82. I'm actually not sure about that. Am I on episode 82? Well, whatever episode it is, today is Tuesday, December uh, 14th. And uh, today I'm joined by the great and powerful Martin Lopez. Martin and I met at Elite Jiu-Jitsu. He was a blue belt at the time when I met him. He's still a blue belt, but I don't think he has like three stripes. So he's he's up there. And he's, uh, he's, a, he's a beast at Nogi. Nogi Nogi's his game, and he's he ter- he trains a lot down at Salt Lake City at Salt Lake that tenth planet Salt Lake City with Amir Alam, and I mean, dude, dude's a cool, cool guy. He when he went to college, he studied music industry studies, and he went to Cal Poly, Panoma, and currently he's working at Basic American Foods as a business process improvement analyst. He's in IT. But we didn't talk about that stuff. We talked about lifting. We talked about jujitsu. We talked about his future plans for the area. We talked about the jujitsu scene in the area right now, currently, which is actually really awesome. And I think if anybody's interested in doing jujitsu, you should go to Elite or you should go to the base in Pocatello. There's Soma in Idaho Falls. There's a bunch of jujitsu schools just everywhere. Everywhere you go, there's badasses, there's killers everywhere. So check them out. Today's podcast is brought to you by Pocatello Station Square. Pocatello Station Square is a co-working area with a bunch of businesses, and there's a bar here with Crafted that is an that also it, God damn, I can't speak today. I can't talk at all today. That is also a sponsor, uh, Blade Salon, several other companies above and below. So come down here, check it out. Come here on Thursday after Thursday afternoons. Come and watch the open mic night hosted by Mike Crapo. It's always a fun time. There's always good food, good vibes, and live music. So come check that out. So without further ado, ladies and gentlemen, please give a warm round of applause for the great and powerful Martin Lopez. <laughs> Started. Let's get it started. Let me see. I got. I still got a little bit of Coors okay. Light left. It's fucking snowing out there like a motherfucker, bro. Oh, dude, it is, Woo! man. I'm glad I'm not going to Rexburg, man. I used to work at Rexburg all yeah, year dude, last you used year. To, you, you, were, you were fucking going everywhere. Mm-hmm. You were. All right, so Martin Lopez. What's up? What do you, what do, you do? What is, what, is, what is your occupation right now? Currently? That's funny, dude. What are you doing? I just talked talk to my wife yesterday. Um about that, I was like, dude, I hate when people ask me about my job title. One, <laughs> it's long, and two, it's just like you tell you know you, you put it under the umbrella of IT, and you're like, oh, well, you you you're IT. It's like, well, no, not really. So, um, my business, or sorry, my title is business process improvement analyst. So say that like three times fast. Business process improvement analyst. Yeah. So my job with with the company I work for is uh, it's kind of like a hybrid role, right? Where I'm looking at you know systems we use to run the business and looking at processes in the business and how to make them better. So, um, what kind of systems? So we have, you know, in manufacturing, they have like ERP systems and those are systems they use to run a business similar to, um, you know, like stores, you know, they have a, a pay, pay or point of sale, you know, so they, they register, you know, uh, like 
purchases and things like that. Oh, okay. Or, mm-hmm. or even like in your line of work, right? Like you're a diesel mechanic, right? Mm-hmm. So you look at, and I'm sure you have multiple systems instead of one. So one system would be for your part guys to manage inventory and maybe, you know, parts. Their system set up so cool where it's like, hey, you're down to this one part. You need to order more, right? So yeah. it gives them a safety stock level. And then every time they issue something out to you, they they record it. So mm-hmm. similar to that. So Yeah, and then we have to do inventory like uh-huh. at some just point in the year just to see mm-hmm. what, what we have and what we don't have. Yeah, what your system says you have which is versus what you really have. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I've just seen when we do inventory, they have like a fucking stack. It's like four feet tall, dude. <laughs> just a bunch of paper. Dang. Yeah. It's yeah. uh seems almost arcane. Like it's there should probably be a better way to do that. Yeah, there's always a better way, man. And it all just comes down to do you have the money to do it? That's oh, that's that's the whole yeah. one right there. Do you have the money to do that? Yeah, and uh, as an ag shop, we probably don't. <laughs> you know, <laughs> we probably don't have the capacity for for that. Yeah. So you got to do with what you got, and that's 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 the challenges. You know, in every business, right? I, you know, always to be. You know, coming from a plant. You know, from a previous company that was just state of the art too. You know, and you're like, oh man, if we, if we just had enough money to do this, it would solve all our problems. But you know, so change. how did you get into that? Into IT? I, I mean, I kind of fell into it, dude. To be honest with you, so um, I started as a quality engineer, and then the department was kind of going away, and they needed to plug me somewhere. And at the time, I was helping design the company's um, quality solution f- with this new system. And so they did away with quality engineering. They're like, hey, well, we need to put you somewhere. I'm like, okay. So I kind of fell in this, uh, fell into like research and development, which is like not my gig, man. I'm not an R&D guy. No. So, um, you know, but the business has different kind of asks and things like that. So, hey, Martin, come down to Rexburg. Okay. So I started doing some work in Rexburg and, and you know, using the knowledge that I have about the system outside of quality, you know, kind of set my 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 way into my role right now so just like you said well how do you get in it well just it just so happens that my team is part of it you know oh, okay you know what i mean so, it just kind of fell in your lap yeah so i like what i do for sure i mean i have a very real good team and uh you know i just i just like like lean manufacturing so i have a, I have a boss who's very like lean manufacturing oriented and so it's very good to have these like passionate conversations about Lean manufacturing and what is lean, what is lean manufacturing? High level is like continuous improvement, right? So you look at a process, and uh, you're trying to. Oh man, I'm going to butcher this dude. But in lean manufacturing, there's eight kinds of waste. I can't name them all, but you know, movement, time, money, inventory. I mean, they have an whole acronym. Dude, I can just whoop it out right now. And and lean manufacturing is how to continuously improve and optimize processes to reduce all that kind of waste. Like oh, okay. Be as lean as possible. Mm. So um, just to give you an example, um, there's different certifications. Just like, like jiu-jitsu, you have green belt, black belt, master black belt. Coral. Coral. But yeah, coral. <laughs> if they had a coral black belt, that'd be sick. Yeah. But, um, so in your green belt class, um, you know, <coughs> it gets broken down into, uh, you learn the fundamentals. This is what lean manufacturing is. And, Here's all the different tools in lean manufacturing. So you, you you go into like root cause analysis. Like here's a problem. I'm going to get to the root cause and then figure out a way to make sure that this never happens again and move on with my life. Because, you know, if you have an issue, it probably costs money and it diverts people from their real job to handle that. You know, so your job is to pretty much streamline everything. You know, how do I make sure that uh, my, my people on the floor are focused on their job then? 
somebody somebody fucking up somewhere else. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So <clears throat> in Greenbelt, you you learn about all the different tools, um, like the DMAIC process, which is a, a project management process, define, measure, analyze, improve, and uh, control. So that, that's kind of the the, the, the process. Mm -hmm. You define the problem, you measure, you know, what the outcome of this problem, and you analyze to find improvements, and then control is is the sustainment of your improvements. Okay. Right? So um, in your group, in my Greenbelt class, um, we, we did this thing with Nerf guns. Nerf guns? Yeah. So it, it's just kind of very out there in the sense of like, all right, well, here's Nerf guns. Here's all these different darts. Here's, here's your team, and your job is to try to hit the target every time. Let's say you have a client paying you 50 bucks for every target you hit. So your job is to optimize this process to where, you know, if you had to hire somebody, they would hit 100% every time. Every time. So you start, then, then it gets crazy, dude. People, just the, the I, I don't know if you, I mean, I guess you call it creative thinking of people like, what do you do? What do you do? So for How me. How do you make it so every single shot is going to be 100%. rewarding? Yeah. yeah, exactly. So then you start looking at the gun. Well, this gun sucks. Well, this is the only one we have. Okay, well, we got to do with what we got. You know, you just start asking the questions to the guy who created the thing. Can we get another gun? No, this is what you get. And then you start looking at the darts. Hey, they're all different colors. Do they? Do that mean that they're better quality or worse quality? So then you start. Okay, let's separate all the purple darts. Let's separate all the you know all the yellow mm -hmm. ones, and then you start shooting the yellow ones. Some people are like, oh, I shoot really good with the yellow ones, and you got other teams saying, well, I shoot very good with the purple ones. So mm -hmm. then you start looking. You know, you gotta look at other people and like, well, I guess darts don't really matter, dude, because I don't want to be jumping on team team yellow or team purple yeah <laughs> you know what i mean then so, everybody starts having preferences mm -hmm. and then and then you start thinking no we got to focus we got to be able to shoot anything it doesn't matter you know so just 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 you know like you know the company i work for makes potatoes so you we can't pick the perfect potato every time you, you just you just have to process every potato same thing we don't know what kind of bullets we're gonna get we just we just got to make sure to hit the target so mm -hmm. then you start focusing on 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 the gun okay well what can i do can I make the barrel longer? So you start crafting stuff to make barrel longer, and then, okay, and then you start creating the stand, and, and okay, can anybody walk up and just shoot 100%? If so, doesn't matter who we hire, right? It, bigger picture. It doesn't matter who you hire, you know, they're going to hit that target 100% of the time. And that's, mm -hmm. that's the kind of goal of lean manufacturing, right? You focus on the things that stay in your company, you know, and make it easier so that, you know, when you onboard somebody, you know, you have all the training, all the systems and standards in place to make sure that they do their job correctly and and the most efficient as possible. Because just imagine, you know, I mean, if we were in the business of shooting these targets and say, hey, Osni, come on, dude, this gig's chill, man. It's 50, easy. All I got to do is shoot these targets. Yeah. yeah, 50 bucks an hour. You know what I mean? You come in, you just put your hand on the trigger. Oh, this is easy. I could do this all day. I mean, that's mm. that's the goal in, in, in lean manufacturing, like in you know, any any company that, that does lean manufacturing, Toyota's huge. Like, they have a bunch of books. Toyota's actually really famous for that, isn't yeah. it? It's like they put really intricate, like, work into everything that they do. Yeah. Like, each each station has a very specific purpose to what they do. And that's why all of the Toyota trucks are like, fuck it. Yeah. That's what you're supposed to buy because they last forever. Yeah, and, that, and, that's, and that's the thing. Systems and standards, right? Like, that's the standard they set for themselves. See, when you think Toyota, you think reliable, they last forever. And that's... And that's the mindset that, like, when you talk, when they, there's a book called The Toyota Way that talks about every single aspect of Toyota and, and, and why they're good at what they do. But at the end of the day, it's, you know, we came up with, we want to make the best car out there. And that's the standard we're going to hold ourselves to. And because we hold ourselves to that standard, that's what we owe to our customers. Mm -hmm. Because that's that's what we expect. Yeah, that's you know? what we expect. And, 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 uh, 
and that's 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 the thing man like that's that's i mean that's that's the thing dude like once you start slacking on that standard then it's like oh toyota's gonna start kind of suck you know what i mean yeah your quality really it's seen like yeah. your your customers they realize that it's no you're not long you're no longer producing the quality that is expected of right. you right so that's that's the standard and that's the kind of mindset that you have to think as a company and 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 Toyota does a very good job. You know, they there's a section in the book where they talk about like when we onboard somebody, we're 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 in their mind. You know, their biggest priority is after all the onboarding. I just I don't care if they don't learn anything, but they need to learn that they control um, cost reduction. And and the way they do that is how do I reduce costs? You go to your job, okay? Hey, we're we're wasting a lot of scrap metal. You know, is there a way we can reduce less? You know what I mean? Because that's mm-hmm. the only thing you could control. You know, in a business, all you can control is is your cost of things market you can't control that yeah you can't you know like just COVID, good example you know you'd be real yeah. good and then COVID hit boom and now you got to deal with that you know so lean manufacturing cost reduction and again continuously making your process better you know and i don't know we i mean i could go to rabbit hole about this dude a good while man because i'm very passionate about it but the biggest thing is like perfect everybody doesn't like the word perfect you can't be perfect when yeah. i say yeah. it's impossible to be perfect i, I say i don't vibe with that dude don't you don't know. think so no you think it's possible to be perfect i'll, I'll put it to you 100 percent. put it to you this way um you're a car person right you know kiana seg the brand right yeah ceo came out with a, a very good statement that stuck with me dude about perfection you know because i watched a documentary on the on the on the one-on-one car that's what it's called the kiana seg mm-hmm. one-on-one you know one one-to-one and he's like, well, this is going to be the perfect car, you know? And it's like, and then somebody called him out and was like, how yeah. dare you say yeah, that's yeah. the perfect car, sir? Yeah. It's like, well, let me put it to you this way. Perfection's a moving target. And I was like, <clears> dang, that, that stuck with me. And I'll, and, I'll, and, I'll, and I'll break it down to you. Perfection's I'll, a moving target. And I'll break it down to you. So think about, I don't know, I used football, man. Because, I mean, it's a big popular sport here. Football, yeah. right? You look at uh, a game, you're like, dude, they couldn't play that game any better. You know, perfect game, shut out, you know? To, to somebody, to us, like, that's a perfect game. But you look at, like, Bill Belichick. I mean, he's a good coach. I mean, he, he's, he's just good. Just coach. look at what he's done. Look what he did to the Bills, like, two weeks ago. If yeah. anybody's not a Patriots fan, you know. But, but that, that's the thing, you know. He's like, okay, yeah, this is a good game. How do we get better? Like, that's it's moving target, you mm-hmm. know. Like, oh, dude, I hit this ankle lock on somebody. Okay, cool, you know, perfect. Okay, well, how, how do you make it? How do you, make, how do you work on making that happen every time? Mm, perfection's a moving yeah. target like that's the thing because yeah it's a moving target you can't i mean you that's kind of well, i like how you said ankle lock in there so we met through jujitsu mm-hmm. and uh now now that like you just told me this entire like what you do for your business and now that does kind of translate a little bit more into like <laughs> you as a jujitsu person yeah it just kind of it, it, it like kind of clears up the picture for it for me for mm-hmm. like to, to, to see you now yeah. because like now i now i'm starting to see how you kind of work a little bit more because yeah. like does that i'm assuming that translates a lot into jujitsu for you how'd you get into jujitsu by the way dude okay dude this is that's another rabbit hole right there let's so, go to that rabbit okay, hole. okay so um you know, I, I, I did martial arts since I was a kid, dude, four, five, six. I started in karate, you know, and um, by 13, you know, I got my, my black belt. And, and then by 18, I slacked, you know, and then I got certified my first degree. And I really liked the MMA stuff. And, mm-hmm. 
and you know the jujitsu thing yeah because hoist grace is beating everybody and, yeah. and, and you know pride it so were you into mma like the beginnings of it yeah dude, yeah vitor belfort Tito ortiz was my guy dude sixth grade i had the the punishment fire beanie bleached the hair everything really yeah what huge Tito ortiz bad dude awesome so um and i was like man i want to get into jujitsu stuff and at the time eddie bravo was a commentator and he'd always say oh yeah well eddie bravo yeah, <laughs> yeah, so he was a commentator, and, and he, you know, hear him com- commentate, it's like, oh, man, you know, rubber guard this, I'm like, rubber guard, what? That's, that sounds stupid, you know? Mm. But, you know, uh, then Joe Rogan, you know, he they would commentate together, and, and it's like, oh, yeah, your, your rubber guard system, people need to start doing 10th Planet, and, you know, because, yeah, I would focus on MMA, and so um, at one point, I bought Mastering the Rubber Guard, like, 2008 you know or whatever the book and it's like oh this is cool and so i mm-hmm. started learning jiu-jitsu off a book because um i live in eastern oregon in, in a small town called hermiston like seven it's like blackfoot this is the biggest black oh, okay and there's like no jiu-jitsu school just karate taekwondo mm-hmm. yeah karate and taekwondo dude and then that was it that's, that's what you came up with came up with kicks pretty much then yeah yeah, yeah you know not much grappling yeah i mean i did wrestling you know i did mm-hmm. wrestling middle school high school and then um uh yeah so the whole jiu-jitsu thing is like, oh, dude, so I started learning from a book. And then I had buddies come over. Hey, dude, let me put you in this shit. You know, rubber guard. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? And then um, and then when I, how I ended up getting into jiu-jitsu was I was competing. Um, I was going to college in the Tri-Cities, which is like half an hour away. And they had a school, a karate school um, there where I was helping teach. And there were, and, and, and that school is called Trinity Martial Arts Academy. Um Real good karate school if you're into karate, um, just because it's full time. The instructor Mike Franco, he, he's he's a solid dude. I mean, Is it Michael Chiesa from around there too? Oh Spokane, yeah. Oh, okay. So yeah, Spokane. so I mean that's, that's like a four hour drive from yeah. where I'm at, but um, yeah. So I was just teaching there, you know, I'm going to college, and and uh, I saw that like there's a huge difference between like someone who does it for a living versus someone who does it for like part time, and it just I mean we we can go down that road later, but. What I was getting to is, you know, he had a competition like team, you know, and the and, and in that Tri Cities, he had a lot of students that were like homeschooled, so like he had like a homeschool curriculum oh. for these kids. So like, Whoa. not only did they get like what you know, not only did they get karate as part of their homeschool curriculum, but then they go to evening class, you know, and 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 start learning stuff there. So he had a competition team, competition curriculum, and and then I started getting involved, and that's like, oh, that's cool that you have something designated. It's not like. You know, you go to your lesson on evening class. Hey, if you want to compete, you know, cool, whatever. So then um, I ended up trying to compete as a black belt. And they go to this tournament every year called Ozawa Cup in Las Vegas. And I think it's always at the Flamingo, dude. So I ended up Ozawa going. Ozawa Cup. Yeah, Ozawa Cup. I, I don't know if it still exists, dude. This, this was like 2011, almost 10 years ago. Dude. Okay. So, so um, I ended up going to Las Vegas and I ended up tearing my hamstring. So I was like. Oh, no. Okay. So, That's an awful yeah. injury, dude. Right, like the day before. And I was like, dude, I already have the flight, you know. And it was like. Spring, what were you doing? So spring break is my birthday. So I was like, after this, I woke up and I win, kick some ass. I'm going to go celebrate because not only did I win, but it's my birthday. Mm-hmm. But didn't win because I didn't compete. You're young. You know, you're yeah, invincible. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know. Yeah. Yeah. So um, went to the Zawa Cup, you know, and, and, and I was like, well, we have tickets, you know, and we're in Las Vegas for a week. So I started researching things to do. So at the time, I was following Vanderlei Silva, the axe murderer, the UFC fighter. So mm-hmm. I found out he opened a gym there. And so I was like, I'm going to check that out. And it's in Las Vegas. So um, went, trained, and that's where I got my first jiu-jitsu class with Vitor Viana. He's uh, he's an alliance black belt at the time. He's a six-time jiu-jitsu world champion. Like, hot shit, dude. Yeah. You know, he was there in the U.S. fighting Bellator, things like that. So 
sat in it's like dude this is awesome like this is my first class and this is legit you know and and, and his gym was legit too because you pay like your, your 20 buck drop-in fee and you got to go the whole classes so Muay Thai in the morning, followed by MMA, Jiu-Jitsu, you know, so... I, Damn, you had a full-ass day then. A full-ass day with a, with a torn hamstring. It's like, I'm not going to let this down, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm there. It's like, I have to come back. So I ended up going back and, and training, and and, and and it was a good time, dude. It was a good time. It was super hot, but that's how I got into it. And then I got back to, to Oregon. It's like, fuck, like... Hey, what was dude. the closest... Was there, like, anything close to you that was Jiu-Jitsu related? Um... You had a lot of like these MMA gyms, dude, and uh, kind of like a SBG. You heard of SBG yeah, in yeah, Boise? Yeah, yeah they had yeah. they had an SBG in the like small town over in Umatilla, but it's like you get there and it's like, I mean, not to bash on the gym or anything, but just like just raggedy, dude. Like like they don't have mats, <laughs> dude. It's literally like like it's like know, weightlifting like, floors, like foam, yeah, you know, carpet yeah. foam. You know, it's like oh, I don't know, man. And, and you know, they just staff and mm, fucking everywhere here. You know what I mean? It's like, no, dude, not not about that. Yeah. And then you know, in the Tri Cities, I mean, I, I was hoping there, you know, because I was like, okay, well, I'm I'm coaching karate here, but if, if I can do jiu-jitsu, I do that too. And I just kept looking around, kept looking around, and nothing, dude. And so um, then I graduated community college, and then I went to school in Southern California, I went to school in Pomona, and then um, I was like, well, I'm gonna do jiu-jitsu there because you know. It's L.A., dude. <laughs> you know You're just fucking surrounded by yeah. killers everywhere. Yeah. So I was like, okay, well, I want to find the closest school to, to where I was living. And then I went. It was in Glendora. It's called Sample Jiu-Jitsu. And I went there, tried out, and I was like, okay, cool. Well, how much is it? I was like, oh, like 250 bucks. And I was like, mm-mm. God, ooh, mm-mm. as a college student? Ooh, yeah, yeah, exactly. A month? Yeah. Mm-mm. Ooh, I don't know about all that. You know, and then I was like, mm-mm. You know, so uh, then I was like, you know, it's like, I can't do it, man. And I was hoping that Cal Poly had, like, an intramural club or something. So, I was like, I'm school. They have a jiu-jitsu club. Cool. But nothing, dude. So, I'm like, dang, dude. It was a lot of money. I was like, I can't do that. So Yeah, that's so much money. It's kind of crazy how much money, like, martial arts schools cost. Oh, Especially when you go to, like, big cities. Yeah. The fucking dude. Gracie's, dude. Gracie's are hella expensive. Mm-hmm. You need to, like, fucking pay tuition to go to the, mm-hmm. those schools. Yeah, dude. It's nuts. So, I was like. It was like 250 bucks. I remember being a lot of money. Like, mm-mm, dude. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, and I'm, and I'm trying to make it work <coughs> in my head. You know, it's like, I know it's a lot of money, but I'm going to try to make it work. <laughs> you know, and I didn't have a car in L.A., so I, I would take the bus, public transportation to Pomona. And I was like, okay, so if I get it, if I wake up at this time, the bus will show up at this time. And then by the time we get Damn, to you were breaking that shit down, yeah, I'm breaking bro. breaking it down, dude. Step by step. <laughs> you know, then, okay, by the time I get Pomona, you know, Glendora, it's like an hour. So I, I have to be at least two hours, you know. If class started at 7, I had to be at the bus stop at, like, 5, you know, so that I could walk the rest of the way to the gym, yeah. right? Because the bus doesn't just conveniently stop you at the <laughs> gym, you know? So it's like, no, nah, it's a lot of effort, dude. <laughs> it's a lot of effort. I can't do it. I feel like you had a chart. Yeah, <laughs> you no, were, like, drawing head, red lines and shit everywhere. Yeah, man. And so it just, just didn't plan out for me. And um, How old were you at the time? So I went to Cal Poly 22, 21, 22. 22, yeah, 22, 22. 22. Uh-huh. It's about yeah. the time I got into jiu-jitsu, too. Yeah. yeah. And so then... Um, and then you know I graduated college and then I, and then moved back and then back to Oregon. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so yeah, moved back to Oregon because I got a job offer um, as a as like a royalty analyst for Warner Music and mm-hmm. it didn't pay very good and I had to move to Hollywood, you know Bur- Burbank, living the Hollywood life. So so think about was it. were you about were you like kind of in like a Hollywood dream esque type of time of your life you're like i'm gonna make it big in the big city um yeah i thought so <laughs> i thought so in the sense that well oh, dude man this is 
man, this is getting too deep right now. But, <laughs> but uh, you know, so the reason I finished it, okay, so I went to college and I studied music business or, or music industry studies. And the reason I finished a music degree was because, you know, I was on a music scholarship back back in community college. Mm-hmm. So I was kind of forced down that. I mean, I wanted the scholarship because I wanted to pay the least amount of money for school. But, but in turn, I had to take these music classes. And oh. so by the time I was like... I don't want to finish a music degree. What were you, what was like the music classes, like in band or something or? Yeah. So like, like, like band, like jazz, oh. uh, music theory. What do you play? A drums. Oh, you're a, yeah, drum a drummer. Dude. You still got a drums? I don't have any drums, you know but drums I, I can still jam, dude. Yeah. <laughs> I can still jam. Nice. So, um, yeah, so I, I took the music scholarship. So I was like, okay, well, you know, f- free college, um, community college, and take these music classes, get a B at least. Cool. I'm there. That's perfect. But I didn't think, you know what I mean? I, I sh- if I could start it over, I mean, we'll, we'll get down that road. But I was, I, I felt like I was forced to a music degree because I wanted to get done with school as fast as I can. Mm-hmm. I wanted to get done, you know, and and so it's like, dude, okay, let's let's look at reality, bro. Because, you know, if you if you go to school and go to engineer, you're you're, you're gonna you're gonna pretty much start school over, you know, and it's like, mm-mm. so um, I looked at my music, my 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 transcript. It's like, do I have a bunch of music credits? What are my options? Music performance, nah. <sighs> That's being an orchestra or something, no. being a big band. No, but, but okay. I mean, that that's that's the dream, bro. That's 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 like you made it, you know. That's for music stuff. Yeah, that that's yeah, yeah, the yeah. pinnacle. That's you made it because music performance degree. And I'm not trying to bash on music performance majors, dude. But if my daughter ever came up to me and said, "Dad, I want to be a music performance major," I'm like, Mm-mm, don't get crossed, no, dude. no, ma'am. Because because okay, I'm gonna break it down in the simplest of terms, dude. Music performance degree is pretty much a college vouching for you saying. You can play this instrument to our standards, you know. Oh, so at that okay. point, then it becomes where you get your degree, right? If you go to Juilliard, like the best music school in the world, you're gonna be looked at like, oh, let's get this, let's get this dude on our band right yeah, now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Juilliard is like like the Harvard of music, you know. You got Juilliard and Berkeley. So I was like, Mm-mm, no. And then music education. Don't want to be a band teacher, dude. Don't want to be a band teacher. Because it, it's one, it's like really underpaid based on on what you do. They're the only teachers that take kids on like. Week long field trips to like yeah dude, you dude. Know I, mean? I remember our band teacher was like he tried really hard and the school did not appreciate him for what he should have been appreciated no, for that dude he like built the band program from like nothing yeah. up and that and that's the thing that that, that you notice and I'm glad you say that because that's that's everywhere dude that's everywhere and and people just get burned out because they don't get support dude yeah they, they and then as soon as he left they just kind of I mean my, my yeah they just it just kind of crashed and burned after yeah, he yeah, left yeah 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 so. So they're just very underpaid, and um, because I mean they're the only teachers that I know that like have the balls to take their kids to like a week long, uh, fucking dude. And uh, I was and I was a fucker, dude. What is it? Band camp? Yeah, band, band camp, camp. Or, or like you go to like what we did. We did we did a, a husky band day at the University of Washington. So they would get all these high school bands to go play like at halftime, That's and it cool. was like a three day trip. And I was, dude, I was a fucker, dude. I don't, don't think I was like a good kid, man. Like, I'd go to these hotel rooms, and it, we would go, "Hey, dude, let's let's you know, let's go to let's sneak out, let's go to, let's go to the mall." So think about that, dude. Like now that you're the teacher, all your kids, you're like, "God damn it, these fucking kids!" You know now I, mean? I gotta go chase after them. Yeah, that's exactly it. And so I mean, I, I put myself like, "No, dude, I don't want to deal with with thirteen year old Martine or fourteen year old Martine, dude. That's mm-hmm. Mm-hmm, not worth not for you, not for me." So I was like thinking, what else, dude? What what else could I do with the music degree? You know, so I was like, it all came down to a Google search, music, business, go. (laughs) 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 And then, you know, they had, they had some, some programs in in Washington, you know, and I was like, figure, well, you know, I mean, 
I'm, I'm trying to think of my future in the sense of like, okay, well, I'm choosing music business because there's business element. There's something that like, well, I didn't only just study music. We didn't have an yeah. interview, right? I studied you business. Gotta, you got to have multi-dimensions yeah, 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 to, yeah, yeah, to, yeah. to your resume. Yeah. So I was like, okay, well, if music business, if I end up going in the music industry, like, you know, I got to stand out back to this whole Juilliard and, and, and ISU, right? Like mm -hmm. if I'm looking, if I'm an orchestra director and two applicants came in to me, one from Juilliard, one from ISU, I'm picking the Juilliard the guy. The Juilliard guy. So same, same kind of concept. Okay. Well, where's the music industry in Washington state? You know what I mean? Washington state, Southern California, Southern California, Cal. maybe, you know? So, um, so that's how I made the choice to Cal Poly and after that, graduated and then got a job offer and just didn't take it because just didn't pay a lot of money. Dude. They didn't pay a lot of money to cover my student loans, rent, and things like that. So, yeah. Okay. And also Southern California. I mean, come you on. Know, you know. That bro. is not a cheap place to live. Especially like Burbank, Hollywood, bro. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. So um, so I ended up moving back home and, and uh, just wasn't picky, dude. And that's the problem with a lot of these kids, dude. Like they just they get a college degree, they're in, I'm entitled. I don't I don't need to be getting my hands dirty. I want this job and mm -hmm. only this yeah. job, and I'm not going to put my time in for it. Yeah. I'm going to wait until I can get this job. Yeah, uh, dude. Yeah, so I wasn't picky. Dude. I, I applied everywhere, and then and then the company that, that I started with, you know, I started a forklift driver. And then I saw a lot of my friends that I went to high school with. You know, hey, dude, what are you doing here? Hey, what's up? What's up, dude? Your college degree, right? Like, yeah, dude. Why don't you put a supervisor, dude? They you know, people just keep quitting, dude. And so, like, I was, like, there, like, two, three months, supervisor gig, and then and then kind of landed in, in the world that I'm in right now there, and then went to Basic American Foods, you know, and, and it was cool, man. Oh, yeah, Basic American Foods, where I work. Yeah, shout out Basic. He works at Basic, so. Yeah. <laughs> dude, I've heard Basic is also hiring a bunch of people. Yeah. They, like, I heard, I just, I think it might be just retention, like, all the companies, right? Uh, everywhere, like man. Nobody everywhere. can hold, can get a hold of anybody. Everywhere, but, you know, they have a good team right now. They have a good team trying trying again continuously improve and and, and and make things better and 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 I know it sounds kind of cheesy, but it's true, you know, because I'm I'm part of that team and I can mm -hmm. say that like yeah yeah like you know we're 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 doing the best we can with what we got and and that's just everywhere, man. You know we can't just look at the narrow picture and look at your business and be like oh dude we're we're screwing up, man, because it's everywhere, man. Like yep. everywhere, yep. everywhere, you know, and pandemic like. No one knows what to do, man. You know, like, what do we do? What do we do? You know? It's nice knowing that other people go through the same shit that you do. Mm -hmm. uh, not in companies, but also just as a person. Yeah. Like, I was talking to an older guy, an older mechanic, mm -hmm. like, a couple months ago. And then he just, I don't know, he was like, you know, sometimes I, I come into work and I'm like, fuck yeah. I know this shit. I know yeah, what the yeah. fuck I'm doing. I kill it. I'm mm -hmm. amazing. I'm a beast. Go home. Feel great. But then other days, he says he goes in there and he has no idea why he's even there because none of thing makes sense to him. Yeah. And he's like, well, am I a fake? Am I a fraud? Do, do I not know anything what's going on right now? And, and when he told me that, I was like, I do that. I do that shit all the time. Yeah. And then it makes you, it makes you go like, all right, so I'm not, I'm not alone in thinking that fucking I suck at this shit because yeah. it's a continuously getting better. There's always going to be something new. Yeah. Something is always going to come your way. And you be like, oh, fuck. Okay, I guess that's a thing. I guess that can happen. Yeah. And, and that's that's kind of part of my role, you know, like that's typically where I come in and, hey, Martin, there's a big fucking problem. Okay, I'm there. And, and okay, well, what's going on? You know, then, then you start asking, you start kind of being Sherlock Holmes a little bit. What's your current systems and standards? You know, and, and some people, I'm okay. Well, what's what's failing on here? Like, this is a checkoff list on how to do your job every day. Like, what's what's not working that's causing this, you know? And then you start getting to root cause again, root cause. And then, and, and, okay, once you get down to the root cause, how do we change the standards so that, 
you know, is it something that we have to look out for? Is it something we have to automate? Or, mm -hmm. you know, if, well, if I didn't have all this paperwork or something, I, 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 I could be focused online. Okay. And that's where the IT role comes in, where can we, can we automate this? Can we put this in a system? Can we put this in, 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 in you know, on the computer or, or automate it, you know? I mean, because instrumentation is huge, you know? Can, can we put a sensor that catches that information, mm -hmm. you know, so that they don't have to worry about that anymore? They can focus on the job. I mean, that's, 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 that's it, dude. I mean, that's, that's kind of how constant plays improvement. In. Yeah, continuous improvement. Yeah. Uh. So yeah, man, that's a long story about how I got into jiu-jitsu. <laughs> yeah, that, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, we've come around to it now. Yeah. So now you're a you're a blue belt, right? Yeah, Aren't you yeah, a blue belt? Yeah, three stripe blue belt. Three stripe blue yeah, belt. Yeah. So yeah, with Mark. Okay. So then Mark, you know, Mark came, and uh, you know, I didn't want to, you know, I wanted to make sure there was a jiu-jitsu school there in Pocatello. So I ended up calling, you know, two of the schools at the time, and Mark was the only picked up, and that's how I chose Elite. Really? Yeah. Hmm. He's the only one picked up. I called multiple times. And then Mark's the only one calling back. And then he was like, hey, well, you know, like you, I have a, a, a karate background in Kempo. And we kind of related. You know, we're both black belts in and, 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 and karate. So we, we understand the whole, like, honor. And you know how he bows in. He, he has a command in yeah. Japanese. So, oh, yeah, I know these two, you know. Like, I know. So this he understands. speaks to me. Yeah, he, he understands honor. Bam, 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 bam. And, 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 I, and I vibe with that, dude. I, so I was like, okay, dude, you're, you're the one, man. And, and not only that, but, you know, he's always like, oh, I'm not a good salesman. But, you know, and but but he he sold me, man. You know, it's like, hey, well, you know, if I had the credentials he did, dude, I I, I would quit my job. You know, and I think he just told time. me when I, I sent him a message <laughs> and I was like, hey, can I come in for a class? And he was like, yep. And that's it. I was, and then I went in and then it reminded me a lot of my high school wrestling uh -huh. team because it was really like hit the fundamentals uh -huh. you know we didn't go too hard in class because it was like why you why do you want to get hurt yeah. here right to practice so though and then that and i just kept coming and i was like this is the spot this is yeah. the place for me i like the way that things were ran around here yeah same i mean and anything dude i think it really comes down to like vibe and and for me like just you know mark knowing where i come from and like we relate and i think when we talk you know i think we 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 we, we kind of like vibe because you know i understand where he's coming from I mean, he understands where i'm coming from and so then, um, yeah, did a thing with Mark and, and uh, been there ever since, you know. And then, you know, started doing the advanced Nogi class just because, you know, I'm, I'm cross-training at 10 Planet Salt Lake City. Just because, you know, year? Yeah. So, again, 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 same thing, right? How often do you go down there? I try to go at least, like, once a month or, you know, but most of the time it's, like, typically, like, trying to take advantage of something. Like, you know, hey, you know, we should take our daughter to the zoo. It's all like, okay, hey, well, go to the aquarium. There? Okay, go cool. to Tucanos. <laughs> you know, go to Templeton Salt Lake. Yep, <laughs> you know go to I mean? Templeton Salt Lake. We How's can. the facility there? Is it pretty dope? It's, it's dude. Their their rash guards look sick. Yeah, man. When have you ever? When have you ever like came across a Templeton rash guard and you're like, nah. <laughs> no, because like they use Utah colors. They use the desert kind of color scheme. Yeah. The fucking the the seismic graph one. Oh yeah, yeah, that one looks fucking sick, dude. A lot of people don't know. Like you know, Amir's a college professor. Seismology. What is it like? Utah, U University of Utah. University of Utah. Yeah, so, that dude's I mean, a legit fucking it, professor, and he's also and he'll kill you. <laughs> yeah, and he will kill you. Yeah, so it's it's crazy. So yeah, that's you know what I do there, and and you know I, I, I try to bring some talent to you know like Brandon McGaffrey, you know help bring him you know to Pocatello, and did you know hit up him here? Hey, dude, would you be? I hit him up as like, hey, if I if I bought Brandon. Would you would you send some people up? And he's like, bro, I'll do you something better. I'm like, what's that? Like, we can have a two day seminar. 
went to Salt Lake, went to Vocatello, and it worked out pretty good. Man. Brandon, yeah. Brandon's a solid dude, man. I think the jujitsu, uh, the the scene around here is kind of growing. It's growing. I'm man. pretty pretty excited for what's happening because Boise. Boise itself Boise is also is growing. Is the the scene huge, there is getting man. pretty. It's huge. It's getting intense. Like the first tournament I went to in Boise, there wasn't a lot of people, but like the next, the the tournament after, dude, you're fucking. The brackets were fucking chock mm-hmm. full. There's yeah, a dude. shit ton of people that signed up for yeah. everything now, and like all the schools that are popping up up there, they got some. They got some killers up yeah. there, dude. They got some real killers up there now. I think. I hope my 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 dream is that Boise becomes like a fight. A oh, fight like city, a, like a fight city. Yeah, you know? dude. Like uh, just one camp. All we need is one good camp out of there. Yeah, and that, I mean, and that's that's. I mean, I'm not saying that Boise can't do it, but you look at the best camps in the world, and the thing is, like, they're all close to bigger cities. Oh, dude, what are, what biggest so, camps right now? ATT, AKA Alpha Male. Mm-hmm. Uh, what is that other one? There's like a Brazilian one. I forget what it was fucking called. Those are the top three that I, I can always name off. Yeah, but l- let's just take the scope down to just jiu-jitsu, right? You look at jiu-jitsu in general. Right? You have Atos in San Diego, so got Andre Galval School. Um, Gracie's. Yeah, Gracie Humaita, Hoyler School there, down there. Um, Ten Planet, you know, not only Ten Planet, San Diego, Oceanside, you know, Spring Valley, you know, so... It's, it's Ten Planet's got shit everywhere, dude. Everywhere, <laughs> everywhere in Southern California, <laughs> yeah. man, everywhere. And that's my goal, dude. I want to open a Ten Planet school. Open up Ten Planet up here. Yeah, like my goal. A potato rash guard. Potato rash. Guard. <laughs> that's it. Yeah, we're good. You know, it, it'll probably be the first Ten Planet rash year where people are like, nah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no. Just looks like a potato skin. Just a potato skin. Yeah, <laughs> dude. Yeah, but that's that's my goal, man. Like, you know, what I, I for me, like, when I'm into it, I'm into it, dude. And and and. Uh, my goal, eventually, like, if someone doesn't open 10 Planet School before me here, like, I want to be synonymous. Like, I want 10 Planet to be, I want, how do I put this? I want 10 Planet to be, okay, I'm trying to think. I want 10 Planet in Idaho to be synonymous with me, right? Mm-hmm. So, like, like just, just baller status. Like, when I think Utah, when I think 10 Planet Utah, Amir. I'm thinking Amir, right? If I'm thinking 10 Planet California, I'm thinking Ten Planet headquarters, right? If I'm thinking Ten Planet in, in Pennsylvania, I'm thinking J.M. Holland and, and Zach Miscellany. You know, I'm, I'm thinking that. You know, mm-hmm. I want to be like that. You know. Oh, okay. You know, if I'm thinking Ten Planet in Washington State, I'm thinking Nathan Orchard and nobody else. You know, mm-hmm. that's that's the kind of thing I want to. Big dreams, aspirations, yeah, man. Dude. And I, yeah, where would you do it? Would you do it in Pokey? Would you do it in Idaho Falls? I would do it in Pokey, Pokey, just because. Like back to what I was saying. Notice, like big schools, and I'm not saying like I'm going to create a machine full of monsters, but you know, Amir is kind of like, like there, Salt Lake city. That's close. You know, it's easier to bring a mirror to Pocatello than it would be to Boise, mm-hmm. you know? So I'm just keeping that Very true. super easy. I mean, just keep it simple, man. You know? I mean, Pocatello is kind of a hub. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of like just neighboring cities are semi close to it. I mean, yeah. Salt Lake's fucking huge two hours away. It's nothing. Yeah, it's nothing. Yeah. Yeah. So for me, you know, Pocatello, Salt Lake, two hours, easy, you know, and, and not only that, but with, with Brandon McGaffron, right, Salt Lake City Airport, okay, bring Salt Lake, Pocatello, and then we can fly him out of Pocatello, mm-hmm. that's what we did, so just, it's just easier to do, if I can bring somebody, I don't need to bring him, I mean, if, you know, I'm sure Amir and I will keep working these seminars, you know, so we'll fly him to Salt Lake, bring him to Pocatello, fly him out of Pocatello, it's just easy, logistically, yeah. you know, and then less, less competition too, right, I mean, if I go to Boise, you know, I mean, there's a lot of schools I'm competing with, you know, and 
and I, I just want to like. You know, I got a check mat up there. Yeah, that SPG. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think they have a Lions school too. I think um, they do. Yeah, they do have an Alliance school. There's a Gracie up there too. Yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure, dude. And it's just a lot of things, you know. And I just like the, the vibe, you know. And 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 I just like the vibe, dude. It's chill. And you know, maybe down the road, if if, if Boise ends up being like an option, you know, for like, you know, like my wife, better job or me, a better job. Like I don't. I, don't, I mean. That's the card I'm dealt, and I'm going to play it the best I can. You know, I'm not going to be like. I feel ah. like you make the best out of all the situations you get dealt with. Because, like, to, you were like, you said you got forced into being a music major, but you still made that work in your favor. You have to, dude. You know. You have to, man. You have to make things work, dude, because, you know, uh, you just you just have to. And, and that's, like, my gig, too. You got to work with what you got. Like, I wouldn't be good at my job if I wasn't if I wasn't trying to make the best of what I got or what's presenting in front of me. Same with jiu-jitsu, dude. You know, like. Like I was like two two eighty, dude. Now I'm down to like two forty, bro. I was gonna say you look pretty. You look you look slimmer than the last time I saw you, dude. dude. There's a lot of things, dude, that, that's happened. Like I don't know, man. I, I think that you think positive, I, dude, and this is like very like hippie hippie new age. But I think all the leaves are brown. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but I think that you know whatever happens to you or whatever, it just happens for a reason. Or the way you you know if you approach a situation. Like, like, like you're saying, you know, you always see the best, you know, like you'll look at it in a different light than you would somewhere else. Cause typically if you look at it negative, you just stop staring. Okay. I'm done. I'm stopping here. And, and, and you just, you're stagnant. I, I'm not like that. dude. I'm, I'm go, go, go. So back to this, right? Like I want to compete, you know, and, and, and Brandon McGaffron, like, you know, uh, when I was driving him from Salt Lake to Pocatello, we had this conversation about like, what's your thoughts on this? And what's your thoughts on that? And, and, uh, and that's how I ended up. Um, so I talked about like, how do, how do, how do I, how do I show Amir, man, that, that I'm worthy, you know, and so <laughs> just throw down for the squad, man. And he's chill like that. Dude. Throw down for the squad. <laughs> throw down for the squad, you know, you know. What does that mean? Throw down for the squad, like get in there, fucking, just, you know, just go to a tournament, um, 10 planet, you're, you're rolling and you put oh, the name out there, okay. you know, you know. You know, and, and it's like, oh, I, I could do that. You know, I could do that. But I'm very like my karate roots, you know, it's just like. Amir, you know, I, I, I would like your permission to do this. You know, same with Mark. Hey, man, I want your permission to do this. Just oh. I, you, know, you know what I mean? That's it's just, you know, I mean, that's something I just kind of grew, got groomed into as a kid. You know, it's something I've always done, you know. And and so throw down for the squad. Okay, cool. You know, then what? You know, then, then you know, go with Amir. Go to the different schools, you know. Test your ability. Because he told me his story about him opening the 10th Planet School in Alabama. So Alabama, bro, right? Where in Alabama? Decatur fuck is it yeah exactly exactly so so same thing right there's no 10 planet you know alabama i mean i'm gonna say alabama's in the middle of nowhere but but how did you learn about 10 planet being mm -hmm. in alabama you know oh you know i followed it around and bam and, and i would go to headquarters and he would have me roll with pro belts and okay you did okay and 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 then eddie would promote him you know so i'm thinking I'm, i kind of want to go down that route too and him he was like well i was a blue belt in 10 planet and i wanted to get my name out there so my way of throwing out with squad was i would put on seminars you know, donation, whatever, for free, and I would roll with people, and I would just make sure not to get my ass kicked. <laughs> you know what I mean? So, because you made a name, you were yeah. like, "Dude, he's a motherfucker. Yeah, he, he's he a will, killer. Bro. Yeah, he's a killer. That, that dude's legit." Yeah, but I, I mean, that not, makes so much sense. I'm not there. I'm not there, dude. I mean, I, I have. It's a seminar, but it's also like a just come come test it. Yeah, just come, come test, test it. it. Yeah. Cause he, cause he, or see come what's test up. Me, you know, whatever. Yeah. But you know, with that in mind, you know, I Damn, started thinking, just, just taking like Brandon's advice, and Brandon and Lindsay, because they were both there, and. And like, what do I do? So I'm drafting up this plan. Okay. Being efficient, right? So I'm, I want to get to like 210, 215. 
because that's where the bracket split. So that way I have a choice. I sign up for Grapple Industries. Okay, 210 doesn't have a lot of people. I'm not going to get my money's worth, but I'm going to go to the bracket that has more people. Or it just depends on you, how you feel that day. I want to have more options. You know, I don't want to be mm. forced somewhere. So if I want to roll a lot, okay, I'm going to enter the bracket with most people. If I, you know, I sign up for this, I can't back out. I'm going to find, you know, I'm at that point. Would you just do no gi too? <clears throat> You're like you don't it, you don't like the gi, do you? As much I've been in the gi my entire life, bro. Yeah, <laughs> I've been in gi you just feel life. free without the the no gi. I just, I mean, I mean, it's not nothing bad about the gi. Just I've been in it my entire life, and a lot. I mean, it's just a lot. I of think control. no gi's funner. It's a lot funner because it's a lot faster, it's fast, dude. But there's just things too. It. There's some people, dude. Okay, there's a guy I roll with at Soma, bro. And I'm not gonna forget this. And this is what made me hate the gi forever. And my my buddy Chesney, he's like, nah, dude, this you can't let this dude stop you. He's just freaking nature. Um, I'm not gonna say his name. Chesney's a stud though, too. Yeah, shout out, shout out, Chesney. He's a killer, man. He's a killer. He's out there putting fucking uh, ornaments on on reindeers right now. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he's a killer, man. Don't let him fool you, man. Yeah. And so I rolled with this guy at Soma, man. And and I remember, you know, slip and bump. And I'm always playing the lockdown game, dude. And I'm a stubborn lockdown player because. That was the first move in jiu-jitsu where I, I did it on everybody that had no jiu-jitsu skill, and I was just killing it. Electric chairs for days. That's, electric chairs. That's, 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 yeah, I'm in electric chair. That's, that's, yeah. uh, that's my game, dude. So that's why I'm stubborn, because it's like, dude, this worked. It works. It worked with, like, no formal instruction, and, you know, I was catching people in class, and it's like, dude, this works with, even with people that do know jiu-jitsu. So mm-hmm. I'm always trying to refine that electric chair, you know, and every lesson I have with Amir, it's like, there's got to be some electric chair in there. And he's always critiquing it. Hey, dude ear to the heart you do this whatever so back to back to this rolling with with the gi you know and what made me stop liking the gi um i mean i, I like it now i mean it's fine but i, I make the best what i got so, so i want to figure out i'm okay. so back to the scout <laughs> oh, the dude i roll with fist and bump and i just okay z guard and, I, and i'm waiting okay oh slide my shield get my lock down and before i could lace it he had to grab my pant leg and my collar and it just sprawled out and i couldn't move dude he was like kind of on side control but but he had my 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 gi and my my collar and my leg and just had me out like I was out here and I, was, I couldn't move, dude. I couldn't move. I I I don't know how he held him, but I couldn't move. And I was like, dude, I can't move. I can't move. And I was like, okay, I'm gonna stop fighting and then wait for him to come back up here so I can you know lace mm-hmm. my lockdown. And once he he would feel it, just sprawl back out and just and he was strong, dude. I, I couldn't, dude. I don't know how he grabbed me, but I'm saying he grabbed my collar and my leg, but. That's, hmm. I, I had no idea what's going on. I said, I can't move. I can't move. And so to me, it's like, this is dumb. Like, we're going to do this for seven minutes. Okay, cool. I'll fight it. Okay. Wait, wait for him. Okay. Start listening lockdown. Nope, nope, nope. I was like, Nothing. we're, we're, we're going to do this for seven minutes. Not about it. At that point, I was like, this sucks. But then, you know, uh, my buddy Chesney, he was like, dude, you can't let that. So he, he, he um, kind of opened my, my eyes to the worm guard. Oh, controlling people with, with your lapels and things like that. And I was like, I give this a try. And he got a shout out from Keenan too. He, he did this full Nelson with his legs, and Keenan shot him out. It was sick, dude. It's really? Like, wow. dude, Chesney, you made it, bro. <laughs> you made it, bro. <laughs> He's in. Yeah, there's another kid uh, training out of that that school. Lucas. Lucas is fucking stud, yeah, he, dude. He's, Luke, he's Lucas, a killer, man. Lucas is beast. That kid. He broke his ankle not too long I ago, so he's been he's been kind of incognito. But he's he's dude. He's made a full recovery. He's about to. He's probably going to compete in March. Made a fast fucking recovery off no, the that, nasty leg. That, but that's that's Lucas, dude. You talk to him, and he's like, "I want to compete, and I want to be like, I want to be a real champion," you know. And so, yeah, like you know? that, that he's he wants to go down to Vegas, and I was like, I kind of want to tag along with the fucking Vegas. Yeah. My, my, I need to I need to get back into it, dude. It's if if you stop, like I've actually training for a while, and you just kind of lose that that drive, lose that yeah, fire. Bro. 
but you need to you need to just keep showing up. You need to keep going. Yeah, and that that's the thing, man. And 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 Chesney had made a comment like, yeah, you know, it's good to be an athlete, but 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 one of the things is being a competitor. And there's different elements to jujitsu. You can be a hobbyist, an athlete jujitsu, and a competitor. And three different three different things, dude. Three different things. Yeah. You know, and uh, it's just two, three different things. Hobbyist, I'm doing this for fun. Athlete, okay, cool. I want to get in shape, whatever. And then a competitor is more. Of, okay, I'm competing in this tournament. What's the rule set? Boom, 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 boom. And, and you're researching the rules and you're drilling to fit that rule set, you know. And and there's just a lot more to being a competitor, dude. Yeah. You know, especially like, like what can I do? Yeah. What is, what are my what are my what are my weapons? What am I what's my skill set? What can I what am I supposed to go in there and start doing fucking yeah. getting people? Yeah, man. So that's that dude. So back to, to this, like I want to compete next year, you know, because Brandon, you know, you need to start competing. You know, you need to start showing a mirror that, you know. Have you ever competed? Like 2009. Damn. Yeah, yeah that's a while, a while ago. Holy crap. Yeah, a while ago, bro. So yeah. I want to compete. So I have a thing in my head. Okay, I want to be like 210, 215. So that way I want to be the heaviest guy, the light, lighter division, or the lightest guy, the heaviest one. And it just depends on how, how, how I would feel that day. And then, you know, you start looking as a competitor, right, like – as a competitor, going to class is not enough, dude. Like you're doing strength and conditioning. You look at every athlete. You, the the, you look to take to compete. You have to look at people that are doing it. Gordon Ryan, for example, like trains. I mean, I I don't have the the time to train like four times a day, three times yeah. a day. But I'm going to class <laughs> at the very least. Mm. But he's he's lifting weights. I got to start lifting weights. So, you know, we had this this new student in in, in Mars Gym and. She she has a nonprofit. She she's you know she kind of subsidizes like me going to strength and conditioning. So I, I do strength and conditioning. I chase strong gym right across the street from Elite. Dude, you want to you want to feel puny, man? Go go where? Chase strong. Chase strong. Mm-hmm. Right across the street from Elite. Really? Mm-hmm. You want to feel puny, bro? I felt I felt like mm, I do jiu-jitsu, bro. I'm, you know, I'll be alright. Strong. No, nah, dude. No. Nah. So the the coach Jaden Jaden Chase he's got a, like few rec like idaho state records he's like 160 pounds dude warm up warm is up. it a, like a powerlifting gym yeah powerlifting gym oh bro you want to do a powerlifting yeah. gym man yeah look at the fucking dude, dude. <laughs> yeah. some, those, are, those are killers dude. right there man yeah, yeah. so so you look at look, look at Jaden, 160 pounds you know i'm 240 you know he's, he's warm his bench warm-up dude is my max bro and then like just fucking three plates bro <laughs> yeah just easy money lightweight lightweight you know, even even like any any lift, bro. Like, you want to feel pathetic, bro. But but you know your competitive nature is like, dude. I, I'm 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 I mean I'm not gonna get as good as Jaden, but yeah. You know, I got I, really into weightlifting of like a couple months ago. Oh, bro, I got fucking into it. My yeah, all my lifts, it, all my lifts went up. I was I was my max. So I did for my squat. My max squat was uh. Let's see, 315, 50, like 375 uh-huh. was like my max squat. And I was like, fuck you, yeah. And so this big ass dude came in. He's like, yeah, just leave that on for me. Yeah. He's warming up. I was like, god damn it. Then, yeah, dude. No, I'm so small. Yeah. And then bench, first time I ever do two plates for bench. You're like, yeah, fuck yeah. I'm a man. I'm, yeah. I'm strong. I'm finally strong. Some dude, my cousin's like, yeah, just leave that shit no, on there. No, dude, those, those guys are savages, dude. And the thing that I like about Jaden is, you know, his, his like tagline is PR mindset, PR mindset. That like I'm, I'm there 
just to do what's on the board and just try to hit a PR. You know, like I hit I hit a PR on deadlift. Like I'm 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 ashamed to say the number because it might be you know pathetic, but mm-hmm. you know I hit I hit a PR four hundred on a deadlift. You know, it's so. pretty good, dude. That's a, that's a lot of weight, bro. Yeah, four hundred's a lot of that's a lot of fucking weight. You know, I don't but, care but, what but, anybody <laughs> says. Four hundred pounds on a fucking Romanian on a dead like a, just a normal deadlift. deadlift. Yeah. So you know he's got he's got two two deadlift stations side by side. So. I mean, 400 is embarrassing because you look over. And the you, dude's just fucking racking weights, dude. Yeah. 45, 45, 45, 45. Oh, oh, Nothing. No, like, oh, man. Dude, there's high schoolers that outlift me. Uh, Fuck those kids. Yeah. They're all on SARMs. I know they are. I fucking know they are. Because they stop getting big after a while, and then, yeah. then, then they don't come, and then after a while, they start coming back in, and I'm like, come on, bros. Come on, boys. Yeah. Let's not, let's not do any of that. But then stuff. you start learning, dude. You start learning, like, how crappy it's your technique. form is, dude. Yeah. Technique and form. Like, the whole bench press thing, dude. Like I don't like deadlifts. That's The risk to reward in deadlifts is not worth it for me. I prefer deadlifts over, I mean, since I've been do, going to. I'll do strong. presses. I'll do presses all day. But Dang. deadlifts is, I, I can't. Deadlifts, I can't. deadlifts is my jam. That's, like, my, my highest peak, my highest max, dude. Yeah. Like, squat, like, like regular squat, garbage, dude. Probably, like, 315. Don't like it? Mm-mm. Not a fan. Um, bench garbage, bro. When 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 you see coaches and powerlifters warming up, like I have, my have I have no upper body. I'm gonna I'm gonna start warming up for 200, and then you're like, no fuck, <laughs> maybe minus minus like 80 pounds off yeah, of that, and maybe I can yeah. warm up with you guys. Yeah, but they, they, you know he has benches. So, you know, there's a group of us, right? So are they? Is do they wear like braces and shit? Yeah, is it, but, is it but assisted? It makes sense, dude. It makes sense yeah. because like I listen to a lot of Joe Rogan, and you know you hear him like. Uh, I don't bench press a whole lot because, you know, it just, it just hurts my shoulder. But I learned a lot about lifting, dude, um, from Jaden. So, like, my bench press. Like, my bench press is garbage, and I think one of the reasons it's garbage is because, like, I used to bench press, right, in high school, like, with my feet on the on the bench. For whatever reason, I, I just felt a lot you better. You get more leverage. Right. I, I, can I see just that. felt a lot better. And then... It's easier to... If you're, like, in an, a decline... Yeah. It's a lot easier to put. But then you know when I get to chase strong, it's, you know I, I'm I'm lifting. Hey, don't don't lift like that, dude. Like you you you've got to like, you know you got to like flex your lats and and, 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 and and a lot of people a lot of people tend to put their elbows in, mm-hmm. and you're not and you're not supposed to like. Also, where you hold the bar is like makes a lot of difference. Because if if you're like right above your chest uh-huh. and you're coming straight down, you're not having any angles to your yeah. elbows. You're, you're not fucking up your rotator cuff so also. It's, it's crazy. So then, you know, I got wraps now. I say, you know, you might want to get some wraps. Oh, you dude, I love wraps. wraps. That's when you feel, like, real strong. No, you feel real strong with a belt, bro. You like, put a belt on? Yeah, also, I, I've also never, yeah. I've never done that before, but it's like, oh, dude, trust me, do the belt, do the belt. And, it, and belt. it's weird because it, it does make a difference. Belt for squats? Fuck yeah, all day. Because it, it feels weird because, like, when you put on a belt, it feels like, 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 there's pressure like keeping you up in, instead of trying it's to It's keeping your spine. Yeah. <laughs> fucking cracking in half, man. Yeah, so I know this chick, right? This chick, she's like her name is Asia Lopez. Uh-huh. She's a uh, 100 and, and like 15 pounds, Dang. bro. Little girl. Little little tiny tiny girl, fucking beast. She does powerlifting competitions. She's a fucking monster, bro. She does I, I think her her max bench for her and she did like 185 for a fucking 115 pound girl. 185 pounds. That's a lot of fucking weight. Yeah, dude. no, no. Yeah, I, 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 I definitely see that. You know, Jaden, like, he had. I think he hit a PR Monday because we do max, max, like max is you know lower body Monday and then you know, Tuesday. And that's the thing I like about his gym. It's like there's no slacking, dude. Like Monday, you're, you're come Monday, you're like, oh my god, dude, I got, I got to, I got to fucking Fuck. get into this. You shit. You know what I mean? 
but it, it, but there's people that are pushing you too yeah, yeah, so yeah. that makes that's, it a little bit easier that's what i like about like this whole private gym like because i wasn't like a fan of working out dude like for me a workout is like i'm sweating you know jujitsu yeah but there's a difference between a jujitsu workout and like a gym workout yeah. for me i'll have a jujitsu work i don't have to take pre-workout for jujitsu workout yeah i just i just show up start rolling next thing i know i'm fucking covered in sweat yeah, and dude. you're just grappling with people you're, you get into like this flow state beautiful yeah. you're just like just go here over there all right whatever next thing you know class is done you're fucking two pounds lighter and you, you're going home yeah but i just wish that like i had more time in the day where i can like hey Jaden, i'm gonna come in and you're just gonna trick uh Critique like I can't even say the word, dude. Critique oh, my critique form, form. because like my bench form sucks, and I hate doing benches because it's just like, film yourself. I'm bro. always, I'm always like, dude, you need to do this, you need to do that. I'm like, dude, like I'm not getting something. Like I'm film not yourself, something. man. I'm if you film yourself, you you start you critique yeah. yourself, and then yeah. you're like, oh, I'm okay, because <laughs> like I I I just using the mirrors in the gym. Uh, we don't. I mean, there's I don't think there, no, no there's no? no mirrors in the gym. If you go to, like, a commercial gym, they're always going to have mirrors. Yeah. Just, A, for douchebags like me to check <laughs> myself out. But also, if you use it smartly, critique your own form. Yeah, and, and I, Squats need, is I just what need someone to say, with. okay, you know, how's this feeling? Okay, this is good. That way I, I know what to repeat. Because I, I think that's one of the reasons my bench kind of, like, struggles. Like, my bench is, like, it's garbage, bro. Like, like 215. Like, mm. <laughs> garbage. It's more than I can, man. That, that's a, that's Those aren't, like, yeah. bad numbers. Garbage, You're bro. saying, like, they're shitty numbers. Those aren't bad they numbers. They are. And then you start you start talking to these powerlifter guys. Oh, I want, I want my, my, my... Yeah, those are powerlifter guys, my, my, Martin. My Jesus Christ. Like, hit at least 1,000, and I'm like, shit. You're, you're fucking... Oh, the three, the four lift max yeah, or like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Like, Squats, deadlifts, bench press, and dude, something else. Lane 220, a little bit shorter than I am, and that dude is a beast. He's the dude that, like, you look at, you're like, I'm puny, bro. Like, physically, I'm bigger than him, right? I I have, like, 20 pounds over him. I'm taller, you know? But, dude. Just his, built, like, his a bench shit break house. I, I don't know what his bench is, but he'll appreciate this. Like, I'm sure his bench is, like, 400, dude. Easy money, you know? <laughs> blah, blah, yeah. Blah, blah. And, and, and his moves it two inches and then just oh man but they, they just know dude they just know i just wish i had like more one-on-one to kind of get the form because I'm, I'm, I'm i don't like to feel like man i suck at this you know like go lower weight dude there's no shame in going lower weight but th- that's the thing that's the thing i like about like gym dude you're always performing you get on the board okay dude you're you know your your speed set today is at like you know 70 percent of your max and you're like dude you're forced to perform so like the stronger you are you know like the more pressure is on you every day it's kind of like a performance like you have to be there you have to be there so um you know that's my thing i want to get some i want to get stronger so i'm doing this you know um to compete and and you know then then he starts talking when you plan to compete oh i'm going to complete in april you know and uh well, we'll get you peeking by then, dude. I don't even know what that means, but I trust you. That means possible. when you're juicy, man. That means <laughs> that you're gonna be as strong as possible, right there. So I, I got to feel comfortable, you know. I think two ten, you know, stronger. I think if I can, if I can get a five hundred deadlift by April, I know. It's, oh, oh, Max, Max, and that, like though that lift and squats, man. And if that's I just get, it's scary. If I can get like a four hundred squat, if I can get a four hundred squat, five hundred deadlift, and like a three hundred, a three hundred dollar, three hundred bench press. I mean, I mean, I mean, not by April, but like in general, I think, I think I made it, dude. You'd be happy with I that. Think I'll be happy with that. See, that's what I said about my lifts too. I was like, dude, as soon as I hit these numbers, as soon as I fucking hit these numbers, I'll be done. I'll be happy. I was like, as soon as I hit one sixty, like weight wise, I'll be happy. I think I'll be good. Yeah. Then I hit one sixty. And I was like, I bet you I can hit 170. I bet you can hit 180. I know, dude. Don't even say that. And dude. then, and then you, then like with your, with your, with your fucking, with your lifts, you're like, 
I just hit 225. Dude, I bet you I can do another 25 pounds. I bet yeah. you I can put another 50 on there. That, that's put another put, a, put, put, put another another 45. Put another 45 on there. I think yeah. I can. I think I can. And that's how you get fucking hurt. That's how I fucked up my back, but bro. That's, that's how you, I mean, just the thing is your form, dude. Like, I got, I'm, I'm like super fundamental when it comes to lifting like that because, I, again, like you, I don't want to get hurt, dude. You know, and, and form goes out the window when you're ego lifting. Yeah. It goes out the window. You're like, I'm going to get this fucking weight up. This weight's coming up with me one way or another. Yeah. And I've had s- several times, dude, you, you get the deadlift bar, you're coming up, you start shaking and yeah. shit. And then you finally get it up and you're like, fuck yeah. Form was awful, but I got the weight up. I no, moved the weight. No, but that's true. I, I think e- ego lifting, but I think it just depends like who you're around. Like, I, like to the point where I go, oh, around a bunch of bros, man. You, you know, I think that like you know, like the whole deadlift situation. You know, oh dude, all right, they did three hundred, man. It was kind of challenging, but I did it. And then you look over to like Jaden and, and and Lane, and you're like, they're already like four hundred. You're like, like catch up, <laughs> catch yeah, up. I'm like okay, well, you know. Happy for me. I'm happy for I, me. I'm happy for me, dude. But but that's the thing. That's the thing. I like the pressure. I like I I, I like pressure, dude. That's that. I like pressure. So, to you me, think that's why you're moving more towards competition now? Is like yeah, I like the pressure. You're like oh, the 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 nerves of pre. Uh, yeah. you're about to compete. You're about to go out there. Then your fucking name comes up on the mm-hmm. screen, and you're like, oh shit, here we the go. Pressure, yo, Somebody man. you've never ever dealt before. You go off this guy. You shake his hand. His fucking handshakes hard as hell, yeah. and you're like. Fuck. Yeah, <laughs> this but, is gonna be. This is gonna be a hard one. Yeah, but when you, I don't know, dude. I, I, I think you know when you've competed in wrestling and you've competed in like you know in my case like international tournaments, karate. Like there's there's like a pattern. Like to me, I have like the sequence. Like I'm I'm in sweats. I'm sweating because I want to stay warm. You know, at the same time, like you know, like I've I've competed enough to know like strong handshake. Like by your handshake, I could probably tell this is probably your first tournament. You know, or. Or you know, or you're, I'm worried about the people who just slap and bump and they think it's another day in the office. Those are the people I'm worried about because I'm sure it just is. Okay, I'm just gonna. I've had several. <laughs> yeah, you can you can tell a lot by a person just by their handshake. If it's yeah, flimsy, yeah. if it feels like they don't know anything, you're like, okay, this is gonna be nice. But if it's like nice and firm, you're like, hmm, this this one might be a little bit. Or fun. you get the guy who's just like, yeah, let's go. If it's too like, much, you're yeah. like, you're 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 antsy. You're really antsy. I just gotta wait out the storm yep, with you. Exactly. That's all I gotta that's do. Exactly it. You know, and that's the thing, you know, just, you know, because at that point, once you're at that tournament, you you know, at that point, you've, you've, you've already known that, like, you've done everything you can to prepare. So all you can do is just fist and bump and see what happens. I had some really good advice. There was mm-hmm. this kid named Wyatt Vogler gave me awesome advice. He's like, don't listen to, like, aggressive music. Don't listen to this shit to, like, get you pumped up. Calm. Miley Cyrus, baby. Be calm. <laughs> Be really calm. Because, like, if you're super, ha- like, you're hyped up, that leaves more room for error. But not only that, dude. Like, if you're too pumped, like you, you, if you're too pumped, you're in, you're going in there with an expectation, and if that's not met, like adrenaline dump, and you're just dead yep. tired. Dude. Mm-hmm. To me, it's like I listen to like I don't know. I listen to a lot of EDM, dude. I'm like in the I zone. listen to techno. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I listen to like like bunker techno. Yeah, so don't. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's what I listen to, dude. So Charlotte like, DeWitt, bro. You know, I gotta tell my wife, hey, don't bring your finger lights, cause I'll be just. <laughs> 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 Who's this guy? <laughs> you know what I mean? Got the fucking the the, the, the fractal glasses, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, cause then I'll just I'll just be on a tangent for a good. Yep. Oh, I'm competing. Oh, oh shoot. Okay, gotta take these off. And, oh, right. here, dude, I just got one left. We have to take a quick little break. Sure, man. And we'll be back. Uh, competing, I guess. Competing, yeah. Competing. So yeah, man. Competing next, next, next year. Yeah, next year in April. That's the plan. Um, yeah, that's the plan, man. I'm, I'm looking to compete April to November, and then uh, see what happens. How many see. tournaments do you want to do? 
at least, you know, at least the grappling industries, like, every two months or whatever. And then, so this is what I told myself. Like, I told myself I'd compete in no-gi and grappling industries and then in impact just to gi. Just because there, there just seems to be more gi players there. And, uh, you know, just to have some fun, dude. You know, I don't, I'm not, I'm not. You can make a whole weekend out of it, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's it, dude. So, yeah, that's the plan from um, April to November. And then Where's the farthest you want to go compete at? Salt Lake. <laughs> Salt Lake. Yeah, so I'll be. Boise? I'll, Nah, I don't know. That's 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 a mission, dude. That's a four hour drive, dude. It's that's not bad. That's that's twice as much as Salt Lake, bro. <laughs> so, now what? The ones in the ones in one Salt Lake isn't like actually Salt Lake proper. It's like yeah, maybe if I didn't, sandy. It's like yeah. three hour drive. Maybe maybe if I like didn't have any kids, dude. You know, oh you know yeah, I mean? that makes it a little bit harder. Because you know, like, I mean, we haven't traveled with my my little girl for a while, but we 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 drove to Hermiston. That's a seven hour drive, dude. Mission, bro. So hard so yeah. gotta stop every two two hours yeah, to we, pee yeah we went to 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 price utah it's like a five-hour drive so the good thing is that we she she did real good to salt lake we went to you know crashed the night there went to the museum got her tired to her nap time and then easy you know mm-hmm. so we know two hours max then then we start having some fun get put her down and then try to drive the rest away before she wakes up so mm. that that's you that's, got a plan yeah, sounds like you have a plan plan, plan. and then uh you know, still training with, with Jaden. So, um, you know, he, I just like the fact that you have to show up and you're performing. Like, that's the only way you're going to get better, dude. That's the only way you're going to get better. <laughs> and he trains at Elite? Mm-mm. No. So, so we have this new uh, student, um, um, and she, she has a nonprofit called Empower. And she got into Jiu-Jitsu. Um, I don't know the whole story, but she's, dude, she's like, have you ever heard the term like real knows real in the sense of like you know somebody like dude this person's legit mm-hmm. she's a good person. yeah she's you know she's like i don't know dude i don't, don't want to say her age but she's she's she's, she's older and dude she's i'm gonna say she's ripped dude she, jacked know. jacked yeah so she has like this ufc fighter uh nutritionist as a nutritionist like she's legit dude oh wow she's just go 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 and and i like that vibe like when i see somebody that's go 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 that's like ah oh, just motivates me to be like go 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 mm-hmm. so um she you know she had overheard a conversation about oh i want to get stronger hey well i can i have a uh, non-profit and and i uh, i'll help you what's the non-profit empower so empower. um i'll i'll have her on, like on my podcast when when i start that but um and that what you can hear from her, and she has to tell you more because I, if I try to tell you what what it is, I, I just wouldn't do it any justice. Mm-hmm. But she's she sponsored a bunch of kids, like so all of everybody. I would say eighty percent of my of my of my students in, no, in advanced nogi all train with Jaden because of 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 empower. student of empower. So that's awesome. So you got like minded individuals. Hey, I'm here to train, and and just the way you structure the class too. You know what I mean? Like it's very focused on on like what I've seen everybody performing. Like, dude. Your takedowns suck. So we're <laughs> niche takedown, you know. And we're working like my favorite outside single and all the different, you know, long range, mid range, close range. So at least at the very least, by the next tournament, like you're you're hitting a single from anywhere you want. But um again, I know there's a lot more than just single leg. So my my class is very structured, right? You get up, you know, we do warm ups and we're doing like Iminari rolls, we're doing all this fancy shit because what I've figured from my own experience is like the sooner you can get somebody to understand they have four limbs in jujitsu and not only four limbs, but you can move your body like your butt side to side on the ground. The way that once you realize that, that you need your entire body to move on the ground, the sooner you know that, the better you're going to be. It's really hard for people to understand shrimping. 
Yeah. Shrimping is so hard for yeah. beginners. <laughs> yeah. So once once you get, understand that, then you know that's why we're doing all these MNRI rules. I mean, I don't teach MNRI rules. You know, like like we're, this is warm up for us. So just to get you the idea that you can flip around on your back or Gramby, get on your shoulders, or, and we're doing a lot of like X guard, you know, Ashigarami entries. I just want you to know that, that that you can get on your back and get your whole body in the equation. So a lot of my warm ups are that way, um, and then we do the ten planet warm up. So ten planet has. 10 sets of warm-up series so we're um we're not doing them in sequence to like what 10 planet does but um i call it the flow of the month so one month we're doing the the 10 planet warm-ups like the a series i think it goes up to h a b c a through h so we're doing a series and those are focused around grambies so a1 is just advanced grambies so if you didn't know there's a lot of kinds of grambies right? <laughs> yeah. so, so so 10 planet they have the the i call it the wrestler's gramby so the knee to knee it's a mm. wrestler's gramby and then uh, butt to butt, which is the one we do in class, yeah. and then back to back. So you're upside down, and then you 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 kind of just rotate on your back, and then and then a two, and each each series has four warm ups in them. So a one advanced grambies, and then a two it's a sequence, you know, like a scenario. So I tell the guys, hey, good habits on both sides, because you don't just want to be the like, okay, just sits there. I want you to like, if somebody puts you in z guard, I want you to put some pressure. You know, you're not just gonna stand there in z guard and just let the guy have your way with you. You know, so kind of just make it into a fight. So we have. Uh, a2 a3 a4 and they're all different sequence that all in, involve grambies in one way or another so that way you know um i'll spend my first class teaching that so they they can get it and that my expectation the next class is that they're doing this for 15 minutes you know back back forth in scenarios so like there, there are scenarios that could happen so like for example like an open mat you know we we do like a sit out sit out wrestler switch and i've just been hitting on everybody because everybody just you know body locks me okay boom 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 and that's that's the thing i tell you guys like you know fall into your grambies don't don't be like real fast like really fall into them because you know sometimes you'll be flipped over and they'll be pushing pressure on you like really fall into them and then um your warm-ups too like there's a lot of double underpasses in the a pass so i don't want you just to go through the motions i want you to think like okay talk to your partner hey i want you to be a little more resistance on this double underpass that way I, I'm, I'm perfecting that double underpass because um I just want to build like muscle memory. You know, there's like a jujitsu quote that uh, Brady, he's a, you know, Brady, right? Yeah. Jiu-jitsu. Yeah. He shared with the class and he just didn't know who, who, who wrote it. So I looked it up and I think I posted it on Facebook. It was taught, it was, it was by Salo, Salo Hibero, um, and, and his, his idea about jujitsu. And it's a real good quote. And I'll see if I can find it for you. Um, it talks about thinking you're late. I'll find it for you, dude. It was, it was a really good quote, dude. Okay, here it is. If you think you're late, if you are late, you use strength. If you use strength, you tire. If you tire, you die. So just in jujitsu, right? So mm -hmm. that's why I like the ten planet warm ups because we'll we'll spend a whole class going through them, and then we'll go through the flow of the month, like the whole month, right? So now, like my 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 students, they they got they got the A series down solid. So now they're not they're not they're not having to think in these particular situations they're doing. You know, it's that's mm -hmm. that's what I'm trying to build. It's pretty much fundamentals. Mm -hmm. It's it's getting fundamentals yeah. down and realizing what you can do and what yeah. those situations require of you. Right, right. And then next month we'll go through another series. I mean, I don't think it'll be the B series cuz that's like that's that's a Hail Mary series. So it's like a lot of Hail Mary plays, you know, different positions and and it's a lot of like leg lock entanglements and so 
I, I don't think that... Not exactly smart with beginners. Right, right, right. Yeah. Or, or at least like three-stripe white belts and above, right? So yeah. maybe we'll do like the C-series that are pressure passes, you know, from top. So they know, oh, I've never heard of this pass. And then they're they're working these flows and they're hitting them on people, you know. So I'm going to just go through every single like letter in the alphabet of these warm-ups based on like their level. Their level. Or, or, or like the need. Like, dude, their you're, understanding. Your, your guard passing sucks, so we'll, we'll, we'll do this pressure passing series, you know, the next month. And so... So after we do the warm-ups, then, it, then it's the lesson. Then it's the lesson of, like, single leg. Okay, well, we're going to do same side single, work on your shot, boom, 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 from long range. So I'm not even throwing the hands in yet because the hand-fighting game in wrestling is is, is, is another – it's like you could you could spend, you know, months on just yep. how to hand <coughs> Positioning yourself. Positioning yourself. So for me, it's like let's just focus your long range because there's perks there, you know. From long range, I have to really shoot to get you. So, okay, cool. You start building a habit of getting real deep shots. Imagine – how good your shot's going to be in mid-range. You're shooting that, but mm -hmm. boom. You know what I mean? So we'll, we're working mid-range today. We're doing Russian tie because I like to focus on, on like, like takedowns that take you on the outside, okay? Um, and I know you've been in some of my classes where, you know, kind of like take Donaher's approach of, of you know, the, the four steps of, of jiu-jitsu, right? The, the, the simple game plan of jiu-jitsu, right? Get the takedown, um, pass the legs, position, submission, right? Mm -hmm. So... And, 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 you know, in my line of work, I'm thinking, what's the best streamlined way to get there? Like, if I can take you down and not have to pass your legs, money, money, yeah. right? So all the takedowns I'm trying to teach is, is, like, being efficient. So all my outside singles are all on the outside because I don't have to, I don't want you to worry about your guard passes. But then that's what the template and warm-ups are for. You know, if, if we're doing guard passing, that's, that's where you're getting your reps in. You know what I mean? And just imagine, dude, you're getting taken down and you can't get a guy back in your guard. <laughs> It's uh, it's angry, yeah, it's <laughs> very, very angry. So, and you don't have to go through all the steps, you know. So, um, we have I have a student, you know, um, and 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 in A four, you know, the warm up starts with an inverted triangle. Somebody put an inverted triangle on you. Well, you know, you have them inverted, and then they flip and, and catch you in a triangle. And he's like, "Hey, coach, um, do you think we can we can uh, hit a Imnari rule triangle? Pff, I don't know. You want to try after class? Yeah, and yeah, dude, he hit it, dude." So he's, he's been all about it, trying to hit it on everybody right now. And uh, I sent it, and I was like, my and, – and, and, dude, and he's a kid. He's, like, 13. And it's like, dude, what happened? As adults, we don't, we don't think that way, you know? We think, oh, I hit him in our, him in our world. I'm cool, man. But, mm -hmm. hey, coach, I'm like, what do you think about me trying to hit a triangle um, off the seminary rule? I'm like, do it, dude. Let me see it. And so he's, he, he spent a good while, bro. Like, no – I got to turn this way, and, and, and he figured it out. Oh, here, I'll show you right now. I don't know which video it is, though. I think it's this one. Oh, yeah, yeah, it's this one. So It's kind of slow, but he was just kind of oh, thinking about it. He's going to kind of snatch that. Yeah, so boom. Instead of going for the leg, just triangle, dude. So the Imanari triangle there. And, uh, I mean, I don't – yeah, because, see, this is just warming up. Like, I don't – I don't. see, so, so the Imanari roll, and then – we started doing the warm-ups, and it's like, do you think we can hit triangle from there? Like, go for it, dude. <laughs> so I know I, I was hearing that. Jiu-Jitsu is about building off, dude. Jiu-Jitsu yeah. is like learning what you're going to do and then just building your tower after yeah. that and just knowing what, what your game is. Yeah, that's I'm a fancy sure. game to play, too. Yeah, Alpha Neminari roll, that's mm -hmm. you have the, I mean, some, that's some spicy jiu-jitsu right yeah, there. Yeah, and that's that's the thing, man. That's the thing that Amir, too, is telling me. You know, because, like, I'm, 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 like, a, a real good example of, like, 
be an objective. Like this is a, you know, I want, I want, I'm not going to say this is going to work, but I'm going to stick to something very efficient with Amir. You know, he wrote me this whole, like, <laughs> like, I don't want to call it a college paper. It's framed out as a college like paper, but you know, jujitsu is all about doing cool shit, you know, yeah. pretty much. And you know, the art aspect, you know, like that's true, you know, like it is an art. A, there's an art aspect, you know, and, and, if there was no art in jujitsu, there wouldn't be any cool highlight reel shit, you know. <laughs> Fucking flying arm bars, inventory <laughs> rules. So, I mean, that's 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 my that's kind of my approach. You know, I try to be very efficient and 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 try to build a good habit. So every time I catch him drilling, hey dude, like, just because he's doing this triangle on you, you got to kind of give him some resistance too. I don't want you to get in a habit and being like, oh yeah, like, I do this in warm ups. Oh crap, I've got it in a triangle now. I got to move. Like, I want you to just mm-hmm. move already. And and same thing when we do side control, like. Have worst your body move before your brain. So if you're in the worst scenario, I want you to focus, get your 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 your, your near side frame all the time. And if you don't get it, like, just stop, dude. Start over. <laughs> like if you can't if you can't get any frame inside control, just just stop. <laughs> all right, Martin. All right, I know bro. you got a class to go teach, so I'm not gonna yeah. keep you here much longer. Uh, if people want to get a hold of you or come come take a class down, when when can they come down? Oh, and where can they where can they reach you? Um. So my my for my, jiu-jitsu. Yeah, my advanced class is open to advanced white belts and, right. and above. So yeah, you got to know your shit. You got to know your shit before coming in. And um, yeah, man, just Odyssey underscore. Hold on, dude. I don't even know my my handle. Your I got Instagram handle. Got, I got a couple rashies with the, the handle on. I don't even know it, man. Uh, Odyssey dot Ronan on Instagram. Odyssey dot Ronan so on Instagram. Big big updates there. Um, I'm gonna just try watch to him compete. Yeah, watch next year, baby. April. Watch the dude put some transformation photos yeah. up. You said you get slimming down or bulking up. Yeah, man. Ooh. Follow follow Chase Strong. I mean, they're always posting videos of people breaking PR. So Chase Strong. If I'm if I'm ever breaking PR, that's worthy. No, you'll you'll, you'll see him there. I'll see you. will see me there. All right, dude. I'll let you go. Give me some skin, man. All right, bro. Thank you. And Woo. then, uh, yeah, man, when I get this podcast started, dude, I'll, I'll you know, let me know. Let we'll, me know. Let we'll me know. Sh- we'll shoot the shit Love again, to dude. be on there. All right. Yeah, man. Love you, everybody. All right, guys. Mwah.